When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Bulletin. Right, the Bulletin this morning is one uh, Alex Chapman, and uh, really pleased to have Chippy on with us this morning. Uh, every now and then we talk to you, you're on the way to Blues training, uh, and Blues are still training because they've got a huge appointment this weekend, uh, Chappy, uh, Friday night at uh, Orange Theory Stadium in Christchurch. How are you seeing this one? Oh, Louis, Tommy, I'm only coming on to talk about Nikola Jokic um, doing harness racing, Smithy. So I thought that's why I was oh, on. Oh, sorry. Uh, see, <laughs> if people haven't seen that photo, it's actually iconic. Like, him sitting in the, the sulky, just good to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for that vibe. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about Nikola Jokic. Going back to the blues, I, I, I'd be intrigued to know mentally for some of these Blues players where this sits as a challenge because, and, and I know Crusaders fans get really, um, and they're a bit sick, aren't they? they? They get a bit sick in the head about how daunting of a prospect going down to Christchurch, it's cold, it's a bit of a concrete stadium, it's not going to be enjoyable, the Blues aren't going to play the way that they want to play, it's probably going to be relatively low scoring if, if everything goes to plan for both teams. I think it'll be physical. Um, and despite the fact that the Crusaders are probably going to be without Sam Whitelock, I, I don't know how the Blues are going to win, to be honest. And I say that as as a born and bred Aucklander. Um, the, the Crusaders' backline, I think, is really coming into form at the right time, the way that the likes of Dallas McLeod have stepped up this season. Richie Moore, after being a bit quiet at the start of the season, has really come into himself and, and cementing that starting All Blacks 10 jersey as if it was ever really in doubt, despite how good Damien McKenzie was in the early parts of Super Rugby. Uh, and, I, yeah, I, I think it's the mental thing for the Blues more than anything. Going down to cold Christchurch, I can hear Louis Herbenwatt cackling all the way from the 03 right now about just what it is like as a challenge for the Blues. Chappie, you're right. I, I am cackling. I... Um I'm wondering, yeah, and we'll get to your we'll, we'll, we'll get to your Belgrade um, t- tip sheet in a bit. But I'm wondering, you say that the, the the Blues have an issue with heading down to Christchurch. What what was the problem last year when when you we all went to Eden Park together and you, you were the only Blues fan and amongst of Crusaders fans, and then the Blues fans got so so um, disgruntled that they ended up resorting to throwing Crusaders fans over the ledges at the stadium. How, how's the psyche of a Blues fan on the week of a season? Final? Are you like have you given up the ghost yet, or are you still you still half hopeful? Okay, just to clarify, I wasn't one of those Blues fans doing that. Um, I wouldn't dare do that to you. Uh, I'd also like to remind you, Louis, that I ended up putting money on the Crusaders to win that title. So uh, the um, old emotional you know, hedge, Smithy. See, <laughs> exactly the old emotional hedge, mate. Um, yeah, yeah, look, look to be honest, bro. Like Bowden, in all seriousness, Bowden Barrett is going to have to play his absolute socks off. Uh, and, and the Blues are going to have to hope that the Crusaders are, are off their best. And yeah, this, this Blues team, you watched them even last week in that quarterfinal. I was talking to 
to Ollie Ritchie about it the other night, and even you know, you you want to be peaking at this time of the season. The Blues still seem just a little bit disjointed with their plays, and yeah, that that is the Blues style of play. It's why Blues fans do enjoy watching them play. It's that free flowing. It's getting into the likes of of Rico Yuani in space. It's Bowden Barrett receiving it and then finding his own way through it. It's Dalton Papali'i picking and going off the back of the breakdown. But I don't know how the Crusaders... Um, oh, sorry, how the Blue... God, that's a Freudian slip. How the Blues can, can stop the Crusaders from then going and playing their style of footy because it has just been so successful. How's my psyche? Well, uh, look, I'm hopeful, mate. I'm hopeful. But... You know that once uh, you start texting me at half past seven on Saturday night, Louie, my phone will be going off. <laughs> uh, well, that gives them. That game's kicked off at seven oh five, so that gives them twenty five minutes to give it to you. I'll just give you a yeah, warning. Yeah, Jack, yeah, yeah. Well, he warms them to his work, Smitty. That's why warms them to his I'll work. Be he'll, he'll think, oh, I'll it, be there. I'll be nice tonight, and then they'll be go nothing. up and then you'll start texting me. There's nothing warm about it. I'll be sitting in that frozen scaffold stadium uh, and I'll be watching Bowden Barrett with his thermals turning around Auckland. Anyway, Smithy, I'll cut myself off. It's probably a bit cold in Serbia too, um, most times of the year. But to be fair, it's, uh, there's always time for a, a bit of harness racing with 130 kilos worth of Na- Nikola Jokic and, uh, and the sulky. What a great story this bloke is. Everything, every time I, I read something about him, I just get more and more amazed about how normal he is. Yeah, he, he doesn't want to go to the parade because he wants to go home. How good is that? He wants to go home and watch, what do you call it, Lou? The Belgrade Harness. Uh, yeah, he's also the sort of guy that you want to play with because, and it's very cliche, but his, his selfish, uh, selflessness makes others better. And, and I think that's been exhibited by, by the fact that he, he was first in the series in points, rebounds, and assists, something no other player has ever done. Uh, Jamal Murray has gone to another level, and they, they are potentially the greatest duo in the NBA at the moment. Michael Porter Jr., who's had an awful run with injuries, particularly he had two back surgeries, uh, and now he's, he fits into that role as that six foot ten shooter that added some good, good bits and pieces players, that added some good vets, and then they win the title and everyone's crying and hugging, and Nikola Jokic is too busy worrying about going and shaking the hands of, of Miami um, opposition fans, and He's almost like, I guess in a way, like when you, you'd walk out of a school exam or a university exam and no one walks out you know, completely fizzed after that exam. But internally, you're probably a little bit stoked if the questions that you studied for popped up. You're not going to walk out fist pumping and be like, yeah, get in there. And that's kind of what Nikola Jokic was like. He's just very, very blasé about everything. I mean, the amount of times that... Louis, you and I have sat back and watched Nikola Jokic and gone, it kind of looks like a snowman running around this basketball court. Just kind of how I mean, he waddles around at times and he doesn't really look like he's exerting full energy and he gets completely red in the face after just walking one length, let alone playing a full game of basketball. And then he just goes and puts out those sorts of performances. And, yeah, never mind pride. He's obviously to punt at Belgrade. Right, OK. Uh, let's... Uh change tack if we can because I did a bit of a sermon this morning on the fact that five very high profile um, uh, United Kingdom, in fact European uh, countries have yet to take up the the the, uh, rugby rights the the soccer rights for the Women's Football World Cup right? so they've yet to buy into it including Spain including uh, England 
including uh, Italy and France. Um, what about you, Alex Chapman? I'm not saying going to buy TV rights, but where are you at this just 36 days out from the event in terms of um, a media personality? Um, I, I'm excited because it is a World Cup in our backyard, but we are, and I was talking to Dave Beach, one of the organisers of the World Cup here the other day, and I asked him how they're tracking with ticket sales, and I think it's something like they'd sold just over a million as of last Friday for the entire tournament, so New Zealand and Australia, and not even a quarter of that were in New Zealand. And obviously you've got to take into account population um, ratio, New Zealand to Australia, the amount of games that Australia has, the size of the stadiums that Australia has. I think all of their stadiums are bigger than New Zealand's, except for I think Hindmarsh Stadium is, is smaller. Uh, but, you know, they've got the, um, Sydney Stadium, which is almost 100,000. They've got stadiums that are 50, 60-plus thousand. And, and Dave kind of laughed about it. It was like, it's just what we like in this country. We're, we're notoriously bad at buying tickets in advance, and which I think comes with hype. You look at, for example, when, when I bought the tickets to go to... Um, the Boxing Day test in Melbourne in 2019, which was obviously in December because it's Boxing Day. I think we purchased them four or five months in advance, and there was the hype and the excitement around that as soon as we bought the tickets. It, it's almost like a, and yeah, it comes on a computer, but it's almost like the tangible aspect of, of knowing that you are going. Same with booking a flight to go overseas. It's not until you get the, you are confirmed to fly on this that you really start to to get excited and I think we like that in New Zealand with not only tickets but it's probably not in, until the first ball is kicked that everyone will jump on the bandwagon we love a bandwagon in this country just ask the Warriors because their bandwagon is completely full at the moment and if they lose two or three games then everyone will jump off it so I, I'm not worried about it I'm, I'm personally quite excited for this tournament because the, the class of some of these players particularly the US um, side note, if you want to make money, go go punt the, the US right now to win this World Cup because they're going to be extraordinary. But, yeah, it, it, it's going to be a really, really fun tournament. I'm looking forward to it. And I think the, the first ball just needs to be kicked, I think. Cool. OK, nice summation there. Um, right, I'm going to put you on the spot here. We're running a comp here on the, the show leading wicket-taker, leading run-scorer, and the end of uh, the Ashes, uh, who will have won it by what margin? Leading run-scorer, please. Uh, Steve Smith, and I don't think it will really be close, to be honest. Right, good good thought, like it. Leading wicket-taker. Ollie Robinson. I really like Ollie Robinson. Ollie Robinson's like the yappy little third former who comes into the first 11 and just has immediate success and probably annoys everyone a little bit, but then he, he just does the job. I really like the way he bowls. He's similar to Nikola Jokic in a way. He doesn't look completely like an athlete when you compare him to, to Broad and Anderson, who obviously will have amazing success, but I think Jimmy Anderson has even himself put up his hand and said he won't play probably more than three tests. Um, but if anyone's going to play four tests, I think, maybe even all five, it's probably going to be Ollie Robinson. OK, cool. And uh, therefore, you've split in terms of the skills. Uh, what about the end result? Uh, England 2-1, I think. I think there's England one, one test. One test that gets drawn because of um, the way the game has been 
played in terms of the run out of time and because it's the UK as well there'll be one test that gets heavily affected by rain I'll go England 2-1 but I'm not comfortable about it I've, I don't like when England gets all chirpy and, and hopeful and confident because it tends to end, they end up with egg on their face Okay, Chappie, love it. Uh, love your thoughts there, and uh, I hope uh, the Blues front up for you this weekend, uh, if uh, nothing else, because of your relationship with Louis. Thanks for your time, mate. Have a terrific day, and uh, we shall catch up again shortly. That was Alex Chapman on the Bulletin. Uh, we will come back, uh, hopefully, with someone from the TAB just prior to 11 o'clock.